Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply recognizing how in your aloneness the expectations and the standards aren't in the room with us or the people that you think are forcing you to live a certain way they're not in the room with you it's just the way that you've internalized their thoughts in your mind that are dictating your behavior Welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Akilla. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. We are in the business of being hot and having fun as we each define it. You can follow me on Instagram at Amber Akilla, Spotify, TikTok, SoundCloud. Uh, Chinese social media is also at Amber Akilla. Um, and the meme page for this podcast is at friend.crush on Instagram. You can also buy friend crush merch from the website, friendcrush.club. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and for continuously sending in your thoughts, feelings, feedback, questions. It means so much to me and Yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. It's not that early in the morning, but I did not sleep well last night at all. I mean, firstly, I was like doom scrolling through Kardashian videos (laughs) until like three, eating salami and olives. Um, And then I forced myself to wake up early this morning because I thought the handyman was going to come and fix my wall in my apartment, which I've been waiting for him to do for like what feels like months um and he ghosted me again or he didn't ghost me he just like rescheduled again anyway look I don't have much to complain about anyway (laughs) I hope everyone's doing well today's topic is like we're gonna discuss sort of expectations versus authenticity and understanding boundaries and how boundaries are different from preferences and conditions Okay, because I feel like the way that a lot of people talk about boundaries, especially weaponize the concept of boundaries uh, as a way to manipulate people is really fucked up. And having a better understanding of how we can have like healthy boundaries that facilitate us being hot and having fun, duh, I think is... um, you know, important, at least for me. So to start with, I think that 
you know, this is my current understanding and approach, which has developed and evolved a lot. And I believe it will continue to. But for me, boundaries are not what I expect of other people. It's what I do to maintain the quality of the life that I want, whether that's my mental health, physical, spiritual, financial, platonic, romantic relationships, familial relationships, etc. So my boundaries and standards are probably going to change. They have changed a lot at different stages of my life, but my boundaries are sort of like the limit. They're the line between my internal world and my external world. It's where I end and the rest of the world begins. So what am I doing to ensure that I'm aware of like who I am, what my limits are, what my like elasticity is in different situations, what I'm willing to accept and therefore like allow or not allow to what degree do I allow different behaviors, different experiences, etc. And also how am I taking responsibility for my internal world? So how I'm feeling in response or in reaction to different situations, am I processing that in healthy ways? Am I communicating it in healthy ways or in ways that are like authentic to me? And then am I also taking responsibility for any consequences that might come with that? Because you can't guarantee that just because you are honoring your own boundaries that the people that you're dealing with are going to respect and honor them as well or respond in kind to the way that you conduct your life and being like real with myself about situations is also part of you know maintaining being hot and having fun as I define it and I think that like your standards are how these limits are defined. So you might have um, certain expectations for how you were treated or standards of behavior. And then that's kind of like how your boundaries are going to, that's how you understand your boundaries. It's like, if I am being disrespected in a certain way, then my boundary is like, I'm not going to continue to engage with this person or I'm going to communicate with this person that that's unacceptable or that like I will not accept or allow or tolerate this behavior or I'll just exit a situation as needed. And the standard is like, well, what kind of behavior is that? What level of disrespect is that? What context would that exist in? And sometimes you don't actually know what that is until you're experiencing it in the moment. And that's how your feelings are an indication of like the nature of your experience and how you can respond. So it's not about, okay, I'm feeling angry because of this situation and therefore this person is responsible for my anger. It's like, okay, this experience has triggered this emotional response within me. What is that telling me about, you know, how this relationship is affecting me or how the you know, context of what is being discussed or the experience that I'm having, like, is it something that I should lean further into? Is it something that I should maybe reconsider pursuing? You know, like these are all sorts of questions that I try and ask myself if I have different sorts of emotional reactions to things, because if you're not having an emotional reaction, then It's just kind of like neutral, you know, and everyone's emotional response to different stimulus 
is going to be different, which is why it's important to be aware of like how you are personally responding to something and not taking it personally because, you know, someone saying something to you that you find offensive might not be offensive to somebody else. Even if what they're saying to you seems objectively extremely fucked up, it's like you just never know, like being able to see the world as neutral and then understand that you are your own personal litmus test. You're your own personal experience experiment and like you're on your own path, your own journey. And part of that is learning and understanding how you respond to different things and how you can direct your life in a way that is meaningful to you. At least that's how I, you know, see my experience of this life. And I think that instead of waiting until you're triggered, sometimes it helps to first define what kind of life you want, like reflect on different experiences that you've had and the feelings that come with that. Because ultimately, like when we're trying to pursue happiness, we're pursuing the feeling. And when we make our happiness conditional, we're saying like, I won't be happy until I experience X. But in reality, like being able to be present and generate that feeling of happiness in your current life is what is going to allow you to then take action towards any like bigger goals that will also bring you a sense of happiness. Like it's the process that matters. And it's like so annoying to constantly have to hear that because it's so contradictory to the type of messaging that we get that we've just become accustomed to, but it's like so subtle and ever present in our lives. And I always refer to like marketing language and advertising, but we are so bombarded with advertising messaging all the time. And it's always like, if you buy this, if you have this, you will not have whatever problem or insecurity that you currently have, all your problems will go away and like you will be fulfilled, you'll be empowered. And now we have this like woke fishing in marketing as well. But speaking from personal experience, being able to be present in my life and appreciate small things is what facilitates and motivates me to be able to try to work towards bigger things. And also kind of like detach from the idea that I need that bigger thing to feel complete or to feel valid or to feel whole in my experience. Like I'm having a good time now that's more than enough or like I'm more than grateful for that and then you know life will continue to surprise you in different ways whether it's for better or for worse but I can appreciate that journey so much more because I think about you know the different stages in my life where I've experienced the feeling that I'm currently feeling in regards to a certain situation whether it's like comfortable or uncomfortable positive or not positive expected or not expected and I can recognize that you know, these feelings are what helped me to navigate through my experience and to better understand myself and my relationship with others, my relationship with the world at different stages of my life. And being able to emotionally regulate is truly a superpower, I feel, because the more awareness that I'm able to gain around my emotions and the more I'm able to sort of like manage process and control them in a way that allows me to make more intentional decisions. The more I can see how 
many other people are not able to do that and how their decision-making is affected and how their relationships and the quality of their relationships are affected. And you can get stuck into thinking it's like, oh, I just have to be like prettier or skinnier or have more money and then I'll be able to, you know, be considered successful. Then I'll be able to like make better decisions when in reality it's like if you can't manage your emotions and you can't bring awareness and intention to your decision-making, then you're just forever going to be stuck in that loop. There is nothing that you can buy or achieve that's going to like really change your experience because like I said, like your emotions and how you respond to different stimulus is like your litmus test for your experience. And then you have to take that information and that data and then make, bring awareness to it and then make intentional decisions. If you lack the awareness and you lack the intention, then you don't have an understanding really of how you can navigate your life in a direction that is in line with whatever your goals are, is going to facilitate you being hot and having fun. And it really does take time to regulate yourself and to learn how to do that. If I think about my life in the last few years, there's been like different periods where I've been dealing with different kinds of emotions. It's not like I'm just constantly sad or constantly depressed, but it's like, okay, this is like a down period and this is like an up period. Or maybe there's like parallel, like, ups and downs, you know, like I can be disappointed in one area of my life while also feeling really fulfilled in others and being able to hold space for how these different and conflicting emotions can exist within me at the same time, or these different and conflicting experiences can exist in parallel and trying to give myself space to feel the full spectrum of those emotions and then to take time to like reflect and consider what actions I can take so that I'm able to get back to like a balanced sort of state and being in a balanced state is temporary. It's not like, okay, yeah, now I'm just like living in peace and peace extends forever. It's like finding that equilibrium and then, you know, being open to however like life and chaos is going to disrupt that and then managing again. So sometimes I'm focused more on like journaling. That is what helps me a lot if I'm working through like, something in a friendship or a relationship of any kind that, you know, I think for me and for people in general, it's really important that you feel heard and that you feel seen in your relationships. And if I'm kind of like in a conflict with someone or feeling conflicted about something, it doesn't always help to communicate directly to that person straight away. Sometimes you need to sort of filter through what you're thinking and your emotions so that you can be intentional in how you approach the relationship, whether it's like moving forward, taking a step closer or taking a step back. So journaling and thought dumping helps me a lot with that because I might have some irrational, insane thoughts that don't need to be said out loud. (laughs) That just need to be you know, dumped out onto a page. And then there might be other things that come up in that process that I'm like, okay, I actually didn't think that that affected me that much, or I didn't really think about it in that way. And then that helps me to like come to sort of like a neutral place around my thoughts because I've allowed myself to express how I'm feeling through writing, if that makes sense. 
And then other times, if it's like I have more anxiety, I'm focused more on meditation and like doing yoga and also physical activity because I feel like taking that anxious energy and using it in a physical way creates like an endorphin release rather than like a cortisol release, you know, or it is a, you're able to like transmute this kind of like frantic energy into excitement almost, you know, or like, yeah, I feel like we totally underrate the impact of exercise on our mental health. I know I did because I've always was in denial about the need to exercise. I just want to be a potato, <laughs> but yeah, you could not have convinced me like three years ago that I would go to the pole studio as often as I do, or that I would be like experimenting and trying or different types of like exercises that I find interesting. It's mostly centered around dance. Um, and I'm really interested in martial arts as well. I just don't have time, but I'm not prioritizing at the moment, but I'm going to get there. I'm convinced. But yeah, I think that like just doing exercise that you enjoy even if it's just like walking around the block, even if it's something that is not considered like high intensity or whatever, like doing something you enjoy, you know, focus on what you like, not on what you think you should do in order to get the best results. Cause it's actually like you feeling happy and centered and excited. That's going to get you the best results in life. Not like feeling like you have to do something, you know, and that's where expectations come in and understanding that, you know, there can be expectations and standards for society or from people around you, but you get to also decide how you're going to live your life. Okay. No one is with you for as much of the time as you are. Okay. When you're by yourself, you know, you're, you realize how much you are the one that's defining your experience. So spending time alone is also really important for me. Like, even though I already spend a lot of time alone, um, working from home most of the time, etc. like I'm still sort of in communication with people. And sometimes I think, you know, rather than going out and feeling like you need to be social or feeling like you have to fill all your free time with social activities, being able to just have time to yourself and to just like sit in your aloneness, I think is really helpful because you don't realize how much like your thoughts or your opinions are being shaped by the people around you. And there's nothing wrong with that because like you're a social animal, you're a human being, of course that's going to happen, but you can sort of like lose awareness of that and then internalize all these other expectations and standards from other people that might not be like that relevant to you or aren't going to facilitate you being hot and having fun. Yeah. I just feel like, I've had recent experiences where I'm being told like, you know, this person has a quote unquote boundary when in reality it's a condition. It's like, this is what I want. This is how I need my relationship with you to be. And, you know, it's a boundary of mine that you do or don't do this. And that's not a boundary. That's a condition. And you can have conditions if you want in your relationships, but it's up to you to also decide like if you want to be in a conditional relationship like that, because I feel like for any type of relationship, but especially for close ones, whether it's like your family, friends, lovers, 
you want to be able to accept someone as they are and hold space for that. Even if there are things that are contradictory or that conflict with what you might want for yourself. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's selfish to assume that everyone has to live or see the world the way that you do. I think the point of life is to be able to learn from others and to you know, develop like a broader perspective of the world. It doesn't mean that you have to like go out of your way to be with people who fundamentally disagree with who you are as a person, but being able to hold space for that also allows you to have more empathy for other people. Like you don't need to approve of someone being fucked up, but you can at least recognize that that is an experience that is a point of view that some people have because I think when you deny or suppress it or you demand that things are the way that you want them to be, you're also limiting yourself to the different ways that you might be able to grow and expand in your experience. Even if you're coming from like a moral place, it's like the denial of bad things and negative things also like limits the scope of your experience. It doesn't mean you go out of your way to have negative experiences, but like trying to push them away or trying to deny their existence is more limiting than we think. The thing about conditions for me is that I don't want to be in conditional relationships because I can't be bothered having to like micromanage and check on whether someone is meeting the condition that I've set for them. You know, it's like, if I can't accept you as you are and allow who you are into my life in a way that we both want, then it's just like, we have a fundamental incompatibility and the closeness that we might like the idea of for us. is just not that possible in practice. And that's sad because when we do get attached to different ideas and expectations and like our desire for things to work out a certain way, that's how we really like start to hurt our own feelings, you know? So taking time to yourself, having a meditation practice, having like a thought dumping practice is what helps us to like ground ourselves in our own experience and the reality of things rather than allowing ourselves to just be constantly like in our head and over analyzing, over critiquing um, and then placing too much value on other people's opinions and expectations and like conditions that they might have for us. So conditions is like, you know, if you don't do this, then I will not do this or I will or won't do this and I think that's different to a preference where it's just like anybody can have a preference for you know who they might want to date who they might want to be friends with 
But if you like weaponize that preference and say like, this is what I want. And if you can't comply, then you are X, Y, Z, or I will deem you ABC, then that's like a form of manipulation, you know? And you got to look out for that because there are people that will try and think that like getting close to you is an opportunity for them to sort of like shape or change you into who they want. And I think there's definitely been times in my life where people that I've started to connect with in all different contexts that I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure if we're really compatible. Like, and it's not even like a conscious thought. I'm just like noticing different sort of like discomfort that I might experience with this person. But, you know, there's still positive things about our relationship that I enjoy and thinking like maybe if we just like spend more time together, I can like influence them in a way that allows us to be more compatible. And then as I've gotten older, I've just realized that that's kind of like selfish of me. Like I need to be able to accept someone as they are and then manage my own boundaries in terms of how much exposure I have. I can accept you as you are, but I decide how much I allow, you know, and taking responsibility for that as I get older, I think has helped me a lot. And it prevents me from taking things too personally, where previously I would think like, you know, I've known you for X amount of years, like, and even though I knew from the beginning that this is who you are, why haven't you changed? You know, like, I'm not even saying that out loud, but I'm thinking like, how could this person not try and, you know, be or do better according to my standard? And that's like fucking insane, you know, but I've had people do that to me as well. It's just like, what even is the point of this? Because we're not really giving ourselves space to be authentic. We're making it seem like there's only one way for us to be authentic, which is my way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, trying not to do that, which is great. You know, I think like on top of being hot and having fun, being a life philosophy, I also just try and say like, you know, I'm too lazy to participate in behaviors that aren't going to facilitate being hot and having fun because being hot and having fun definitely takes effort, you know, like it requires practices that allow you to be aware and intentional and not everybody is putting in that effort. So if I'm putting effort into that, I don't have any effort left to be doing like self-destructive behaviors or like self-sabotaging or whatever or self-sacrificing, I want my energy to be directed towards facilitating being hot and having fun. So that's kind of like a mental gymnastic trick that I do. You know, like if I'm feeling like a little unhinged, it's fine for me to feel unhinged and to have unhinged thoughts, but I don't want that to manifest in my actions too much, you know, at least in my like work or my personal relationships. Like I take all those things very seriously even if on the surface I seem like crazy it's because I'm trying to express crazy energy through (laughs) online persona and memes rather than allowing it to manifest in my actual relationships. And I think about people who are like way too taking their public persona way too seriously. And then you just hear the craziest stories of how they're like behind closed doors. So yeah, finding like a healthy outlet for 
your craziness is important because there's nothing wrong with being a little crazy. Like, like what about society at its default setting is like facilitating people's mental health? You know, like we're constantly at odds with the expectations that society places on us. And so much of it is like antithetical to humans being able to live well. You know, it's unfortunate, but I guess for me, I just try to embrace like, you know, the challenges and accept that that is what makes life meaningful, being able to overcome different obstacles and challenges that are thrown your way in the pursuit of whatever it is I want long-term or in the pursuit of being hot and having fun. I will say that, you know, it does suck that sometimes our boundaries have to be crossed in order for us to know where they are and how important those things might actually be to us because, you know... Maybe you just never thought that something like that would happen. Or maybe you just never considered that it, someone, that the person that's hurt you would be the person to hurt you. And it's okay. It's fucked. It doesn't mean that anything fucked up is like okay, but that you're not like less than and you're not broken because you didn't realize that you needed to have a boundary where you didn't like you're a human being so I think trying to have compassion with yourself about you know the things that you didn't know and the things that you're learning allows you to be more intentional with how you set boundaries as well like for me a really big value that I have is honesty and also my understanding of love is that it absolutely has to be coupled with respect like if you are not treating me with respect then you cannot weaponize the concept of love against me because to me love is not just about words and feelings it's also about actions and effort that you extend towards someone you know and you want that to be mutual and if I ever feel like disrespected or like you know any kindness or generosity or love that I've extended to someone is not being appreciated or treated with respect, then I'm outie. Okay. Like that is a boundary for me. And I'm not going to tell people like, Hey, if you don't treat me with in this way, then like we can't be friends. I just allow people to be as they are. And if that comes up, I make a mental note and will start to distance myself from that situation or will try to communicate because people understand love differently at different stages of their life. And I'm not going to be out here like telling people that they have to do it the way that I do it. You know, I know that there are people that believe and practice love the way that I do or in a way that's compatible with me. I'm not going to waste my time, you know, justifying or explaining to people who I am if they've already experienced me you know I can't expect that how I treat others is going to be received in the way that I want to all the time and when I notice that that's happening it's my responsibility to act accordingly but yeah I think about like times in my life when I was younger and I wasn't so clear or sure of that boundary if I'm like doing my best to be a good friend to someone and then they start making it conditional then I just feel like there's no point in us doing this because there are so many times in like 
my younger life where I felt like invalidated or invisible or not heard and dismissed. I don't want to live like that, period. Okay. Like I recognize that there are things that I say or ways in like the way that I live that other people might not like, but there are plenty of things that other people are doing that I don't like either. And I'm not complaining about it, you know? And I'm not going out of my way to expose myself to that. So I feel like if people take issue with that part of me, then that is a fundamental incompatibility. There are other things that I will allow that other people might not allow. Um, But yeah, that's like a really big thing for me. And for other people, you know, it's not as important, which is fine, you know, but I think being able to identify that value for me is really important. You know, another thing is like, wanting to be able to have like freedom in the way that I choose to do things or organize my time. That's an important value for me. And when people are trying to micromanage where I should be according to their schedule, I start to stress out and, you know, I need to assert a boundary that's like, Hey, I'm going to meet you when I'm available instead of like, shifting my schedule around in order to accommodate someone because like that is a habit that I have like a risk of getting into because for whatever like trauma response so as an adult I'm always trying to like manage my schedule in a way that is balancing the interests of both parties and not just me overextending myself to someone else's schedule so things like that I think are important to reflect on because it's not always so obvious what your boundary is or like the things that trigger you because when you're living in like uh, this when you haven't developed an awareness of like your emotional response to things you just sort of take the way that you're living as like the only possible reality for you but I think the way that you can kind of like break through one of those emotional cycles is through the practices I mentioned before, having time to yourself, thought dumping, making sure that you're spending time like in your aloneness and recognizing how in your aloneness, the expectations and the standards aren't in the room with us or the people that you think are forcing you to live a certain way. They're not in the room with you. It's just the way that you've internalized their thoughts in your mind that are dictating your behavior. And I think that being able to realize that you also get to control how much space someone else is taking up in your mind and therefore in your life is really freeing. You know, it's like you have more control than you realize while also recognizing that like in the grand scheme of things, there are so many things that you can't control. So when you realize how you can better understand and manage your emotional response and the way that you think about things and your perspective and your mindset, then like you realize the options that are available to you. And then you realize that you can be intentional in which options you pursue. Does that make sense? (laughs) But yeah, one thing I do want to mention and emphasize is that your boundaries can change. You know, what's important to you at one stage in your life might not be that important in others. I think about when I was younger, like it wasn't that important to me that I was seen and heard, you know, whether that was to my 
benefit or detriment is a totally different thing, but I just hadn't quite prioritized that in my relationship. In my relationships at the time, it was like more important for me to have like social survival. You know, I thought that if I was to actually cut off all the people who I may or may not experience racism and misogyny from, I would have nobody left. (laughs) So I was just like tolerating in order to socially survive. And then when I left that social circle, I was able to embrace how important it was for me to feel seen and heard and accepted in my relationships. And now like the bar is much, much higher than it was when I was younger. And I'm grateful for that, but I needed to go through that in order to understand what that boundary was. And like, there's so many different things in my life that are shifting and evolving that, you know, I try and allow as much space for as I can, rather than feeling guilty or feeling shame for changing, being able to be compassionate with yourself in the ways that you're evolving, I think is really important because a lot of the times other people will prefer that you stay the same in order to make them feel good about how they fear change and how they are staying the same. And I don't know, to me, that's just not that hot and not that fun. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please continue to send your thoughts and feedback. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow the meme page at friend.crush. Cup some friend crush merch. www.friendcrush.club. Drink lots of water. Tell your friends and family that you love them. Stay hot and having fun. Love you. Speak soon. Bye.